<laughs> Do you want me to mute my mic until I'm supposed to be talking? Like, we're not live. Supposed... <laughs> we're All live. right. Well, I never got an answer for that. Like, oh my God. Supposed we're to... live. <laughs> we're recording. All You're right. in the corner, William. You're not here. Okay, okay. cool. Hey. <laughs> Hi, Aisha. <laughs> Long time no speak. <laughs> Hello, Laura. Did you meet any black people in the past, like, what, four months? <laughs> it would be a damn shame if I said no. Um, so I'm going to wrap that up and say yes. I will say I will give one meaningful story to me and then my latest black person, if you will. One was, I'm going to say, like, three months ago. Wait, did I tell you about this already? Where, like, I almost cried because this black man said good morning to me? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> right because that's like every time um but i was i took the bus to work and as i was exiting the bus this black man was like have a good day sister and i was like you too brother and i walked out and like you know how you feel like your heart just go boom like like it just like falls like i'm making the action so imagine like my heart fell but like it fell because i was saddened that it took this black man acknowledging my presence for me to like, I don't know. The point is, I don't know where I was going with that. I'm hungry. The point is in that moment, I was, I appreciated that he saw my blackness and celebrated it because before I moved to Portland, calling somebody like brother or sister had no importance to me. I thought that was just something that the old folks did. Mm -hmm. And now that I live in Portland, I either have become exactly the hoteps did. And now I go out my way to say that, um, even to strangers on the internet. And I'm going to work on that. But anyhow, my latest black person was today in my very white neighborhood. I'm walking looking for my eczema lotion because it's winter time so my eczema is acting up mm -hmm. anyhow so as i was walking i saw a black man coming out of a car this never happens in my neighborhood okay. so we caught eyes and we locked eyes for like eight seconds What's and the then music? i gave him and there was no music okay. i mean if there would have been there would have been like african tribal <laughs> drums in the background. too much Can carry on <laughs> keep going and we locked eyes mm. and then i gave him a Full like all my teeth smile and wave. <laughs> and I was like, wait, Laura, too much, really bad. But I was so happy to see a black man in my own neighborhood you coming out of the car. With my, my, so I smiled my whole face. So now Aisha, mm -hmm. I don't know if this question is fair, mm -hmm. but <laughs> did you see any black people this week? Um, yes, actually, in the past four months, there have been lots of changes. I have moved to the Atlanta area. The land of the black people. The <laughs> land of the black people. There's so many black people here that when I see white people, I'm confused. <laughs> Where did you go? Where did you go? So we might have to, we might have to change our question. You do um, not. How did you get here? Yeah. But ironically enough, my story for my most recent black people it's from california i was in california this past weekend um mm -hmm. for um there was a mike nosco memorial ride a big ride um in like newberry park thousand oaks area near la and there was mm -hmm. also the untokening conference the one that i did here in atlanta last year it was in la this year and it Irony. was in the lamert park neighborhood which is 
a very, very black neighborhood and it was really oh, cool that's experience. Um, and actually the initial part of the conference was held in the same building as We Got Y'all on Insecure. Oh, that's really cool. Oh, so yeah. I was like, okay, so we're trying to advocate for change. It was a, it's a transportation um, advocacy mobility justice conference. So we're advocating mm -hmm. for change. Like we got y'all, we're trying to keep the streets safe, you know, <laughs> for the people yeah. and on the bikes and in the walking and the buses and the cars, you know, all Did of that. Did you know that it was the same building um, because of watching the show? I or didn't did they tell realize you? it because, of course, I was late. See, what had happened was you were late. Mm. <laughs> mm. What had happened was I tried to use Google Maps without Google Maps yelling at me, and I rode my bike for 25 minutes and somehow ended back up where I started. No. So then I turned on the thing <laughs> where he told me where to go. But um, so I was late because of that. Like I left on, I left early. So I was like mm. right on time. I got there when they were opening, like they're doing the oh, meditation. Okay. So you were trying so to be, okay. I was trying to be early, but it didn't work out. I tried real hard too. Um, either way, <laughs> yes, it was a really cool experience. Lamar Park is a really cool neighborhood. They gave us a little tour. Um, Wait, I think the people need, they need some context. What is the untokening? The untokening. It is a transportation advocacy mobility justice conference where you have a bunch of advocates come in and talk about transportation and um, try and figure out solutions to the problems that commonly get overlooked because most of the people that are doing that work are white, point blank. So this conference um, deliberately tries and make, um, or succeeds actually to make sure that the people in the room are the people that are being advocated for as well. So boom, boom. Um, black people, people of color, um, poor neighborhoods, you just make sure that you have people that can actually relate to the problems and not people that have just read about the problems in books, you know? Um, Word. So it's a really cool conference. I've enjoyed it the, the two years that I've gone, but yes, I met a lot of black people there. That's the whole point of this, uh, yeah. Anything you want to share with the folks about your summer, being as how it's been four months since they last heard from you? Uh, I went to Europe, and that was really cool. I um, mm -hmm. talked to, oh, geez, I talked to a bunch of people in the UK. I did a, a tour. Um, the succinct version of your summer, please. Just, just put that out. This is the succinct version. Okay. Um, I did a tour of the UK. So I went to London, Birmingham, Inverness, and Edinburgh. Um, and there was a, a man actually in Inverness who came from wherever he was from. He, he didn't live in the city proper, but he came and he was just so obnoxious. And my favorite question was, does, um, is Chris Froome helping you with your mission? And my mission is to create representation of people of color in cycling. So who, mm. for those of you who don't know who Chris Froome is, he is technically African because he is from South Africa, but so he's he made it clear. He's South yes. Africa. Oh, he is African and we know this, but he has made it clear that he rides for the queen. So <laughs> okay, then. my answer to this man was, no, this white man is not helping my mission. <laughs> Wait a minute. And that is that. And Chris Froome is white. Oh, he is white. He yeah, is see, white. The people need all of the words. He's very white. <laughs> He's a white man. He's the same way Lupita is Mexican, right? Lupita's Mexican? She, We've been over what this. Is she, Wait, wasn't she born in Mexico? Lord Jesus. <laughs> no? <laughs> Did I get that one wrong? I think she I might be half Mexican and... Um, she ain't no half Mexican. You think she's all Mexican? 
No. <laughs> yes, now I gotta look this up. I'm well, sorry. Although they got confidence, but now African I need to know. Mexicans. Now Where was Lupita born? Lupita was born in Africa. Born. In Mexico. No. Oh. Lupita was born in Mexico on March 1st, 1983. We've done this already. We've had this conversation. She was born done in Mexico this City. Oh, wait, she, she is she Kenyan has, Mexican. She is Kenyan Mexican. I knew it. Oh, shit. That man is strong. Hell yeah. And we can finish on this for the Black people. But I learned a new word this week. Mm-hmm. And the word was, I think it's Hapa. It is the technical word for somebody of mixed heritage, regardless of the mix. According to whom? Who made that word up? The white man? I don't know who made it up. I'm going to Google it. But it's it. a thing. Mm. H-A-P-P-A? I might be spelling it wrong. Hold on. All right. Because right now, when I look that up, Urban no, Dictionary that says it refers to the finest quality marijuana. So I don't think that's it. Mm-mm. No, it's, oh, how do you spell it? H-A-P-A. There we go. I guess that's logical. <laughs> Second option. Term for a, mixed, a person of mixed ethnic heritage. It's a Hawaiian mm. word. Mm. Urban Dictionary says of mixed racial heritage with partial roots in Asian and or Pacific Islander ancestry. Mm. I'm just saying there must be a reason because Hapa, that sound like some sort of Pacific Islander type. Anyway, I. But Lupita, she's Afro-Latina. We're going to have a conversation about this another, 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 another time. And I feel like we already have, but we're going to do it again. All All right. Fix it like Jesus. 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 I'm Laura Solis, and I'm happy to be black. Get it? Like, I'm happy to be back, but... Okay. I like that. You're ridiculous. (laughs) Stop. And who are you? Okay. I'm Aisha McGowan, and I am happy to be around Black people all the time. Your soul must be nourished. It Mm. is nourished. It is. But there's a give and take with that. There's a give and take with that. (laughs) But... But it's good for the most part. (laughs) All right. So this week for Yas Queen. (laughs) (laughs) Was that like your like foghorn sound? Yes. Rapper foghorn. We don't we don't we don't have any sound effects. Give us some sound effects, Laura. (laughs) By the way, our Yas Queen is Jatanjali Rao. a little girl from Flint, Michigan, who made a lead detection test. Cause you know, these people ain't trying to save her. So she decided she was going to save herself. In Flint? Mm-hmm. In Flint. Cause when you say they ain't trying to save her, they still don't have clean water. It is. They still ain't got clean water. It's <clears throat> November, 2017. We still don't, they still don't have clean water. Mm-hmm. But now they can, dis- <laughs> they can confirm <laughs> what they already they know. Want. I mean, it will be useful in the future when clean water does get introduced eventually. Um, but, and how old is she? 11. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty up. impressive. But I, um, wasn't doing that when I, was I guess she saw her parents testing the water and um, whatever thing they were using was not fast enough or dependable enough. Mm-hmm. Um, so she made something herself. Oh, it says the carbon nanotubes in the cartridge are sensitive to change in the flow of electrons. 
The tubes are lined you with are atoms. Talking science? Are... Yes. Carbon? Every, you know, I work with carbon every day. Um, the same kind of carbon? Well, car- yeah, technically. Carbon is carbon is carbon is carbon. We are also con- uh, made up of carbon. We and humans. we're getting off topic. So we're gonna- <laughs> <laughs> moving on. Squirrel, it's been a while, folks. It's been Squirrel. a while. <laughs> that is going to be my new way of addressing people. Squirrel. <laughs> All right. So <clears throat> this week... And for the weeks to come, we wanted to address topics that some might think are taboo or too hard to talk about because honestly, we just don't understand everything. And the best way to figure it out is to talk about it. So um, for this week's topic, we're going to talk about guns. I'm going to get my gun. And that is that's a stereotype (laughs) of someone who likes guns. (laughs) Well, that's also in a song by Eminem. He, He has that sound clip. I guess oh, okay, I'm slacking because I consider myself to an extent an Eminem fan. Ooh, girl. That. We can I'm talk about that later. Girl. We can talk about that <laughs> But <laughs> moving on. That is a stereotype related to <laughs> what people who like guns are like and that they all have rednecks. <laughs> right. So because I am gun illiterate for the most part and for mm-hmm. And somehow you living in Oregon have acquired more knowledge on guns. I have invited my dear husband, who also has acquired quite a bit of knowledge on guns, um, to talk with us today. And y'all can kind of help me navigate this gun world. Um, Let's have our guest introduce himself. Yes. State your name. Where you from? Who you represent? (laughs) What's your set? (laughs) (laughs) My name is William. Born and raised in New York, and I just started getting into guns only till we moved to California. Wait, you and from Brooklyn? Nah, he from Staten Island. Nah, nah, nah. nah you nah, from the Bronx? Nah. You from the Bronx? <laughs> nah, he ain't repping the Bronx. Don't get crazy. Always, I'm never repping the Bronx. The Bronx, nah, that's Queens all day. Oh, okay, okay. What you're not even from New York. As long as you ain't disrespectful. <laughs> Alright. Right. Nah, I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> you really hit me with the she doesn't even go here. <laughs> well, you're not from New York. Like, I don't understand why you're bringing that up. You were from New Jersey. <laughs> no, Aisha was born in Atlanta. Mm. In Georgia. Not in Atlanta, in Georgia. Home is where the Wi-Fi is, you guys. <laughs> I, don't wow. I thought you were about to say home is where the white is. And I'm like, wait a minute. We have a problem. <laughs> I was Woo. just making sure that there was no confusion that you were from Queens. I was trying to help you out, but you know what? You want to be rude about it. Carry no, on. I'm from New York, but if people need to be specific, I'm from Queens. Yeah. Thank you very <laughs> much, sir. Because <laughs> I was going to ask. Rude. When people ask me, where you from? I start that with the Bronx, New York. I know. So I didn't know. I didn't. I mean, it's all I, New York. As you were saying, sir. <laughs> So, I mean, I'm not like any super gun expert or whatnot, but I have dived a bit much into it since we were living in California, which was really the first time you could actually have access to it because New York City gun laws are pretty crazy in general anyway. So California kind of like just opened the door for like finding out and more hands-on knowledge and now we're in Georgia, and it's really, really good for guns out here. So, You sound excited, sir. So I take it that you are a fan of guns. 
Pew, I'm pew, not pew. a fan of guns, but yes, I own a gun and I plan to own more guns. Yeah. I mean, how many more guns are we talking about here? <laughs> we have not had that discussion. <laughs> Husband and wife have not discussed this? You already know I need to have one that I already have. Okay. And then I'm going to have the MP 2.0. What does that mean? Another gun, Aisha. Another gun. Oh wait, is, is Atlanta? Gun? Is it a small gun? Is it like what? It's, we... a, it's a carry gun. Is okay. where you? That's a small. So okay. wait, where you live is an open carry state or concealed no, carry? No, no, concealed carry. Okay. Yeah. Oh wait, open and carry. Break... Open yeah. carry. As much as people think are so cool, it's just really intimidation. Like you lose all yes, disadvantages of carrying a gun open. Like the whole point is to get the one up on the person who is trying to commit something, you know, with, with air quotes, the I, the ideal, yeah, yeah. like I need to defend myself. If I'm holding mm -hmm. a gun and a dude wants to like do something to me, he now has the advantage because he sees what I have. Like, And so just scary. to clarify for folks, because we, Will and I at least, are talking about this as people who are more well-versed with guns. As Aisha said, since I moved to Oregon, I've made a transformation from a girl from New York who was... I wouldn't say anti-gun, but I wasn't necessarily pro-gun. And now I'm in Oregon and I would align myself with being pro-gun. Um, and that said, open carry means you're allowed to have a gun on your person where it is visible to the public. And concealed carry, as it sounds like, you must have that gun concealed from public that also means you can't be what's called printing. So it can't be like the outline of a gun can't be apparent to folks. Like it's a secret. Oh, that's a nice word. I, I, I picked that up from the internet. Um, <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and so you don't, yeah, it's supposed to be top secret essentially that you're carrying a gun. So there are different laws. Oregon is an, I believe an open carry state or rather, sorry. It is a concealed carry state. However, you have cities such as Portland that do not allow for concealed carry because each city can make its own laws about guns in that relation. Um, but so yeah, there's that for Oregon at least. And then as Will said, New York is just crazy. Can't nobody have a gun pretty much is how it seems. Yeah, unless you're like law enforcement and retired you can't you pretty much can't have a gun like they make you go through so many loops and hurdles what if you're law what? enforcement and retired are you allowed to consume well, if you're carry? law enforcement you could do what you want i mean not do what you want but you can <laughs> get like are they legally allowed to do what they want or they just do what they want anyway no well i mean they have access to certain guns always anyway but yeah they can they can keep one on them. Like in New York, you you technically not supposed to even have a gun in your house, even for like home defense. Like unless make you're it, law enforcement. Yeah, and then in it, that case, it still has to be locked. Yeah, make it ridiculously hard. Yeah. And so I, Aisha, the penalties are pretty harsh if you get as caught. the as the least informed, and I by no means am calling myself very informed by any means, but just more informed than Aisha. That is the litmus test here, if you will. Um, what has been your relationship with guns and like, how did you feel about them before? What do you think about them now? Um, I mean, I think, you know, growing up guns have always just been this like really scary thing to be. Where'd you like, grow up? Lack of any other word. I grew up in New Jersey. 
Mm -hmm. um, and I associated guns with flat. Shut up. <laughs> I, associated, <laughs> I associated guns with law enforcement and or like straight up like red, like hood people or rednecks. Like it, mm -hmm. there was no like regular whatever that means. Like sorry to use uh, you know normative language, but there was no average person in my head that would be carrying around guns. Like if you had a gun. It was because you were some sort of in some sort of extreme category. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, since moving to California, like both of you moving to the West Coast, um, my husband uh, has been educating himself on guns, um, and some of that education has kind of spilled into my direction. I have been to the gun range. I have shot a gun. I'm wouldn't say I'm great at it, but it wasn't the experience that I thought it would be. Um, I was invited to a gun range in New Jersey and I did not go. Um, Why not? I was terrified of the idea. Really? Even at a gun range? Yeah. Even though it's like a controlled- Well, even in, my, in my, like, my head, I feel like, or I felt How old like, were you when you were invited though? It was within the past three or four years. Like it, I was not- Really? Uh, yeah. You were like, nah, okay. Well, in my head, it was like, oh, there must just be a bunch of rednecks at this gun range, and I'm not trying to be there. <laughs> no, I asked if this was before or after, but you said it was before. Before right. California? Okay. Yeah, so this was before we moved to California. Someone invited me to a gun range for, like, a birthday party in New Jersey, and I didn't get down like that, um, so I didn't go. And, like, I remember distinctively something about, like, I looked it up on the website, and the the snack bar was something like Liberty Snacks or something. I don't know, wow, something. nah, don't go there unless you right. got- Right, it was something where it was like red flag. <laughs> nah, no, mm -mm. Not, not Aisha. Um, mm -mm. And it might have been perfectly fine. I, my friends went, they had a good time. But the way my anxiety is set up, <laughs> it would not have gone well for me. Um, yeah, okay, <laughs> fair enough. So I didn't go, but um, Will invited me to the gun range in California with his friend who is an instructor. And I was like, okay, well, this feels like a controlled environment. <laughs> um, I know if something goes down, at least I have Will there <laughs> to <laughs> help me. Um, and there really wasn't a, a need to be that scared of this, but I was. I was genuinely Was it an indoor or outdoor gun range? It was it an indoor, indoor gun range. Okay. How about you, Will? Is your relationship yeah. with guns, or at least your introduction to guns, similar uh, to Aisha's, where you just thought that you either was living thug life or a redneck or the popo? I mean, uh, I was always like wanting to know more, but just never had the opportunity to really get into it besides going to like the wrong crowd, which I'm was never part of so it's like i'm not gonna go to these guys because like <laughs> i mean we were both, excuse me guys we both grew up in new york city it's not very hard to find someone who shouldn't have a gun but has a gun like i can speak for myself the first time i seen a gun i was like 13 and my boy had it in his acker integra just out on the oh. passenger floor and i was like okay no. uh okay. could you like let me out <laughs> and he was like oh my fault and he like put it back in the dashboard and mm. i was like dude 
That's like, careless. Yeah. <laughs> what? You know? And like, I didn't know anything about guns back then, but I was still like, mm, don't You knew enough to, to know that yeah. they killed. <laughs> yeah. Like, like I, didn't, I didn't need to have taken the safety class that time to be like, this is not <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I, I just want to get out the car. <laughs> All right, but like that—that's smart. You wanted to survive. I like that. Yeah, but like yeah, yeah. I mean, having the opportunity to like be introduced in like the safest manner and not like what—it's all depends on the type of crowd that you're with too. Like a lot of people get turned off the first time they go to a gun range because everyone. What color like, was your instructor? He was white. He was white, mm-hmm. but like he was a—he uh, was very understanding of any skepticisms I could have. And he wasn't trying to like change my idea about it. He was just like, yo, come with an open mind. I'm gonna show you how to do it. If you like it, if you you like it. If you don't, you know, don't worry about it. And he was a friend and so that's- Yeah, it like- was a coworker. It was a coworker okay. that like from New York that had also moved um, to California. Yeah. So like we knew each other already. So that's yeah. why I guess that familiar, that familiarity helped too. So. Mm-hmm. That trust, it helps. Yeah, like that's why I, mean, I went. <clears throat> my <Two>. first gun, <laughs> wait a minute. Uh, the first <laughs> gun I ever saw. Okay, Laura. I, I do not currently own 21. any guns. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> um, That's my new song, by the way. Sorry, Laura. Oh, geez. Um, the first gun that I ever saw was actually Officer Frazier's from the D.A.R.E. program in fifth grade, oh, wow. or maybe sixth grade. And I went to a parochial school, a Catholic school. And yeah, Officer Frazier passed around. No, he did maybe not. He, maybe he walked with it. Mm, I mean, it was yeah. obviously, there was no ammunition in it. There, was, there were no bullets in it. I don't know why that makes um, me so uncomfortable. <laughs> but he, because I <laughs> Because people would ask, like, I think it was the last day of class and like someone must have asked like, hey, can we see your gun? And now in retrospect, I appreciate, cause I'm sure he said some real wise shit, but I was just like, oh my God, it's a gun, right? <laughs> and I'm just like, oh shit, they're really heavy. My little like 50 pound ass. Anyway, um, <laughs> so it was just like, I was, that was the first time I ever held a gun. It wasn't the first time I ever saw a gun. Um, but I mean, I grew up in the South Bronx, so it is what it is. But I that was the first time I interacted with one. And like you, Aisha, and yeah, and like Will said, it's not difficult to come across a person that has a gun that probably shouldn't have a gun. And it was just, you know, I would watch the news every morning and every night. And so often they talked about gun violence in our communities and how everyone's dying because everyone's being killed because of thugs and the people who wear the pants below their waist are the people that are getting, are killing you. And so I always thought that guns were for bad people or rednecks or the popo. Mm-hmm. And so that was, that was always what I thought. So then moving to Oregon, and then guns were introduced in a way of someone was moving the guns had to be moved somewhere because they had to stay within the state kind of thing there's laws and so they were going to hang out in my house for a little while and i was like what um and i had to had to check in with myself and see if i felt comfortable with that and i did because this was these were it was a trustworthy situation And then when I got to really, like, my personality is one where I'm obsessed with learning about a particular topic at any given time. 
So at that time it became guns. And so that meant I watched like 511 YouTube videos about guns. And then I wanted to go to a gun show. So I did. My boyfriend and I went to a gun show. And then I started watching even more YouTube videos. And then I put it in my budget that I was going to buy me some guns. And I want to get my concealed carry license because that's the only way to get the, that's the only way to actually be allowed to carry a gun in Oregon outside in a city that allows for it. So not in Portland, you do have to have a license um, in order to do so, but you just have to pay some money. Like it, it ain't that serious. It ain't that real. Um, wait, they don't yeah, do any kind of screening? All they do is fact, fingerprints and it's like a generic federal background yeah. check. Robot. Yeah. Buy the gun, you can get the, you can pass. Robot. Robot. Uh, that is a nine. Who are you talking about? <laughs> Mr. Robot Man. It's pretty much just fingerprints and the same generic background check. Yep. Um, so, if you can pass the background check to buy the gun, you probably can get the, you know, concealed carry. Although there are some cases where, like, sheriffs have been known to racially pick and choose who mm -hmm. can get a concealed license like that. It's been like well-documented that there's a bunch of sheriffs who do that, but because it's up to, in some States, it's up to the sheriff to give you your concealed carry license, which is the case here in Oregon. Like I believe at least last I checked like six months ago, I'd have to check out my local sheriff and be like, Hey, let me get that. And he can say yay or nay after like, obviously I did like paperwork and so forth. Um, so, you know, I have a 50-50 chance. Let's see what so happens. So with gun licenses, most of the things I know about guns is because I saw some kind of YouTube clip on the internet. I'm being completely 100% honest with you right now. I so, mean, and the folks that are listening to us right now probably know even less. So. so I saw this video, and it was supposed to be like a satire, but I don't even remember who made the video. Maybe it was like an Adam Ruins Everything type thing. But somebody wanted to buy a gun, and... Oh no, it was blackish. That's what it was. It was blackish. And he wanted to buy a gun. That episode is really good, by the way. And he wanted to buy a gun because he the wanted husband? to protect his family. Yes. The mm -hmm. husband wanted to buy a gun because he wanted to protect his family. So he goes to the, the gun shop, I guess, the gun store. And he, he's like, I want to buy this gun. And the guy's like, oh, okay, fill this out. And then in 10 days, you can get your gun. And he was mm -hmm. like, 10 days? But this was right after the lady in front of him who was like, really old and like really out of it and seemed like not like somebody you want to have possession of a weapon had just because she purchased. was not aware of her. she was not in con in a she she seemed a little senile there All right. <laughs> um she had just per purchased some sort of rifle or automatic something like a big you gun. can get one of those at walmart but all right right going. she she got a big one and she ain't need to wait 10 days and that was like the joke that they were trying to oh i got um, you Mm -hmm. the joke that they were trying to like portray like oh it's real easy to get these big guns that can clearly do more damage than this little gun but for this little gun i have to wait 10 days um what about that is real <laughs> you can go to walmart and buy a rifle today like i could just walk out i could go i could do that right now and i don't have to wait and you don't have to wait you can just like hey my name is laura i like to buy a rifle here you go miss <laughs> Oh, wait, I do have to show them ID, but only to prove that I'm over 18 years old. <laughs> That's it. I really want you to do that. <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm not, yeah or nay, if you can. I just want to see that. <laughs> Hello there. Wait, hold up. How does that make any sense? Merka. Guns. 
Okay, um, so I've also come to the conclusion on my own based on these YouTube videos and in, 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 um, sitcoms that I watch for all of my information that most of the problems that we have with guns aren't necessarily just the guns themselves, but gun control is a serious issue. Like, if I could just go into Walmart and buy a rifle, yeah, but okay. that might be a problem. Guns no? are lethal. Or, no, better yet, people with guns are lethal. A gun okay, on its so own. So guns don't kill people, people kill people. People kill oh. people. Okay. And I okay. do, I still, I strongly, strongly, strongly believe in the fact that we need better gun control in this country because obviously, in, I mean, as early as what, as recently as less than a week ago, a person was who yesterday? Oh, I thought it was the day before. Just was yesterday, the before? yeah. The, that, I can't keep up. Texas, it was within the past two days. That dude in Texas that was marshaled, I believe, in the Air Force, and they did not, he was marshaled in the Air Force because of a domestic violence issue, but it wasn't put in his record or whatever the case is. It, so therefore he was allowed to purchase the gun that wound up massacring a crowd of folks. Didn't they also um, say this man escaped from a, a mental health facility? I admittedly <laughs> did not. That was the news today. That's what they was. I, yeah, I haven't, I haven't kept following it because, yeah. Admittedly, for reference, for reference must, today's date that we're recording this is November 7th. With that said, can I also admit to the fact that when they said, because, okay, so I saw the app on my phone, or rather the notification that said such and such killed people with a gun, right? Mm -hmm. And so the first thing I did was, after they figured out who it was, I looked to see if he was black. Of course, that's what, we all, that's what we're programmed right. to do at this point. Because we can't afford for a person of color to do such things. Like, you cross your fingers and hold your breath and hope that this person does not look like you because you know what comes after that. And for the people in the back, the reason why that's so important, in addition to what Aisha just said, like, we can't afford to have that happening. It's primarily that you want to make sure it isn't in fact a black person and in recent history or at least in my lifetime that I'm aware of the only black person that's ever been a secret sniper or that was a DC sniper was a DC sniper exactly but he yo but he was he, nah I'm not trying to mm, how do I say this without making it sound like I am praising him in any you way. don't want to like is, rank it at all he, he was a clever it, yeah. it was clever yeah. Um, he took breaks on the weekends, though, and that's how you know. Just... How did they end but up catching was, him? Because he was like laid I don't out. Remember, he was car. in his car, like yeah. that was some... shooting out of the trunk. Like that's some that wild stuff. Some, that was some real. But he took breaks on the weekends, like yeah. Um, yes. Anyhow, my, all of that is to say, I'm definitely pro, very pro gun control, but within reason. <clears> because. <throat> Admittedly, another reason why I got so passionate about guns is because, and I've told this to Aisha, and I probably said this on, you know, in another podcast, I do believe that I'm going to be murdered in my lifetime. Well, I guess that's the end of your lifetime if you're murdered, right? Anyway. <laughs> Unless you're that Russian kid who is an ancient Martian and Excuse me? Oh, used to Lord. be a pilot and came to Earth. See, back we're going to have to pr provide a link for this story. There's some little boy. This little boy's G. How old is this little boy? I don't know. He's like maybe what, 10, 10 and 12? Wow. He started 
talking or something when he was two, and the only thing he would talk about was ancient alien civilizations. Ancient alien civilizations. <laughs> and, and he said that he has lived multiple lifetimes, and he used to be a pilot for the Martians who live <laughs> underground, and they came to Earth to hang out with the Egyptians. See, the ancient see, Egyptians. see, Aisha, you laughing? And I'm not saying lizard people or like Martians are underneath the Earth or nothing. But like, <laughs> do you know that they not though? though? But do you know that they not though? We gonna Yo, have to talk about aliens in another episode. This, they out there. Also they said out there. there's a lock under the sphinx, the sphinx in Egypt's like ear, and he's like, y'all ain't gonna really be able to know the secrets until y'all unlock that chamber. I'm like, Yo, can we? Wow. Get can we get this somebody? This was on now? YouTube. No, it was on. I was reading the article today, and like a bunch of people was like, believe in the story. onion. No, nah, no, nah, it wasn't. It wasn't the onion. Like, it wasn't the onion. I need to know this kid's name. Slide that. I'm, slide I'm that in my DMs. Yeah, I'm gonna slide look it up right DMs. now. Lord oh, Jesus Christ. But back yeah, to the gun. In my, so, <laughs> I do believe I will be murdered, and the reason why I say that is, is because I see myself being in the forefront of the revolution, or there will probably be multiple revolutions in our lifetime, and More with that said. Last. With that said, that will require that I am able to not only protect myself, but my people. And how will I do that? With a gun. With a gun. Okay. So th- uh, and I'm going to have multiple guns. There's going to be one in my right hand and one in my left hand. <laughs> like, this is just how it's... And like, I'm laughing <laughs> because like I have tried to shoot two guns at the same time. That was not successful. I mean, it was successful as in like a bullet came out of the gun, <laughs> but it didn't hit the intended target. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Lord. Anyhow. I'm going to need you to practice some more before you join the revolution with your two guns. <laughs> I'm going to take classes. We can't have you out there. Nah, nah, nah. I'm not, I'm not trying to be out here being reckless and careless because I do want to take classes because just like anything else, if I want to get better at it, then I need to do it repetitively. And therefore, and I mean, if I can talk to an expert who can teach me the ways, then yeah, I'm all for it. Um, so I'm pro-gun control, gun safety, and so forth. But gun laws are very racist. I mean, Will already alluded to it by mentioning how, you know, it's all, it's documented how sheriffs will but deny Laura, concealed carry. What about black-on-black crime? I can't even say it. I can't even say it. I just gave a side-eye to the microphone. <laughs> like, yeah. I can't even say it. <sighs> Actually, just to, just to throw a statistic out there. Yeah. That's in the South good. Bronx, where I grew up and I, I love dearly, I didn't learn this because I thought it was true that the number one cause of death in the Bronx, like preventable death, if you will, um, was guns. Because that's just what's been perpetuated my entire life is to fear guns and to be anti-gun my entire life. And in reality, the number one way to be killed in New York City, if you are under the age of 16 or 14, I don't recall specifically, is by a car, of course. like a car hitting you and therefore you died, not a gun. And, but these lies are perpetuated Let's be real because they don't want us to have guns. And by us, I mean the black people, they don't want us to have the guns because they don't want us to protect ourselves. They want us to want to they don't want us to be yeah. able to protect ourselves. They want to catch us with our pants down paws. That's not Ooh. what I really mean. Mm. Anyhow, <laughs> oh, we spoke about paws. Anyway, sorry, that was, that was the um, That's Mad Gay episode. Anyway, moving on. Um, but yeah, that's, so 
everybody needs no. I nope. need guns. Everybody don't I need no guns. <laughs> nope. Not everybody. I, Can I, I say need, something? Yes, please. So like I do very much agree with kind of where you was going, simply because like, yeah, we do need some type of like reform or change. But at the same time, like I do understand what you're saying, like, um, basic gun control in general was just pretty much to make sure like black communities was defenseless against like long time ago, you know, the thing called the Klan that was rolling through trying to catch dudes while they ain't got nothing, no way to protect themselves. Like if, if this dude got a long gun and you got nothing but your hands, it don't matter how good you fight it. Right. Exactly. I mean, if the KKK or whoever rolls around back then, and it's like, well, now we got these people who is newly free and they starting to defend and, themselves and, just and as very, we very are. upset. Yeah. Uh, we ain't going <laughs> to really be able to, to intimidate nobody if they just as armed as we are, you know? So yep. what does the country do? They figure out, you know, a means to make sure black people got to wait a little bit. And I mean, that's like the beginning of gun rights in America. I mean, and some people might say, like, we're not there yet now, but I mean, we've already mentioned it. We are still there because there are people who can't defend themselves or arm themselves, I should say, you know, mm-hmm. in neighborhoods mm-hmm. where everyone wants to bring up, even though they do not care about any of these neighborhoods, but they always want to bring up how dangerous it is in like Chicago or Detroit or wherever. Essentially, it's like the people who bring up these towns, you know, want to put you on defensive to say like all right but what about chicago because it's so dangerous but like Mm -hmm. the real people who actually need a means to protect themselves from people who just don't care you know like you can't do anything about those people because they're gonna do something wrong because they can or whatever reason it makes somebody get up and do something wrong in the morning the bad guys yeah but the people who are just trying to go about their lives and you know unfortunately someone lives on that blocks but they gotta get home yeah. You want to make sure that you can protect yourselves. And like for a lot of people who are so quick to say, no one needs guns in the world. Well, it's like they're also living in this illusion. They're either white or they're also living in the illusion that like someone is coming to save you. Like that, your protection yep. shouldn't be anyone else's responsibility. Captain, Captain like, save a hole ain't coming out to me. are not here to protect me as a black man as a human, like that's, that's not what cops are here for. Like, and more people should understand that no one is responsible for your safety. And I feel like if they realize that this whole illusion of like, oh, if everyone, you know, follows the law, we'll all be good. Like that doesn't change. Like that's not gonna stop. You have to also understand that the laws are often designed in keeping a specific population down. I know it's not like yeah. a hotel, but <laughs> no, but you know the hotels. They they was they, they was all they, they, they do some stuff. It takes you a while to get around, but you like damn. They were saying I mean, that. I'm not gonna be out here smelling like patchouli, but yeah, it's yeah. true though. I'm it's not true. trying to stand at the lights and sell nothing, <laughs> like knock on nobody's window, but and I'm not knocking you. nobody's hustle either. Do you? Oh, I'm gonna get my black soap from you, but still. <laughs> And my so ex child. Um, I mean, I guess let's I looked up some um because of course I feel like right now we're all 
somewhat in agreement to and leaning towards the side of being pro gun um, versus anti gun. Mm -hmm. So I guess, what do you think are some of, and what do you know, if you will, to be the main reasons why people are anti gun? Like if we just think of in America, at least Um, things are different elsewhere. I think as in most things, we don't fully understand the whoever is in control of gun marketing has done a really good job of stereotyping guns specifically to be for mm-hmm. for a certain audience and it's not just you know white folks that are afraid of guns i mean we all came from a place where we didn't understand guns at some point as well so mm-hmm. like at least the older generation that i encounter are still under that like oh you must you're you're hoodlum or redneck if you mm-hmm. have anything to do with guns so i feel like it's kind of a we've been to- we've been told guns are bad guns are bad guns are bad guns are bad like and- if we even look in the mood in the media how many of these what i admittedly i do enjoy watching like sniper and like movies of that sort where the person who is holding the gun and is this like incredible marksman is a white man anytime you watch a movie with a black man that has a gun he's yeah. either shaft yeah. or he a thug like or a cop, and, or, a cop. Like, or he's the never... guy that steven seagal is beating down exactly like, you wow. never see a black person with a gun and that they should that and they're in their right to have that gun um unless they're shaft but you know um he was an exception and shaft but wasn't shaft a cop oh you right see but sh- yeah, he was like the cool undercover cop, right? Although, if we look back in Shaft's history, exactly, there was some domestic violence issues there. We ain't gonna get into Shaft right now. Anyway, moving on. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, but he fits in the categories. That's the yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Like it's just not in our day and age to look at that. But then, yeah. so like, I guess if our, you're black and you have a gun, it's because you're a criminal or you're a cop. There's no in between. Like when the Black Panthers had guns in Cali, because back then they were exploiting in their and justify justifiably so the open carry laws of California when the Black Panthers came to be in the 60s. And so they would be protecting their neighborhoods with big ass gun right in front of them because they wanted you to know, yes, I have the gun and the officers would be doing, you know, their stop and frisk or stopping people in their cars and the black panthers would show up with their big guns in front of them like observing the police officers as they were interacting with black people in their cars and not and stopping them you know whether or not they had the they were within their right to well i guess they were within their right if you will but whether or not they were stopping them for a legitimate reason was why the black panthers were there because we know cops wasn't here for us they still not um but and then the laws around that change. Why? Because you can't be having black men with guns and women, respectively, um, with guns. Like, they can't have that. So then those guns change. And now Cali, in many respects, definitely is not the most gun-happy state. Um, it's, it's pretty terrible. It's, it, it rivals New York as one of the most stringent places to, you know, want to have a gun. Um, so, yeah, but that was after... The Black Panthers. Forgive me because I don't remember their names. Um, Huey Newton? Yeah, um, he, he one of them. And that had, I don't know if it was him or the other person who started the Black Panthers that was 
really heavy into books and reading laws and so forth. And he was the one that realized like, hey, we could actually do this and it's within the law. And because prior to that, it wasn't something you really saw in California, black or otherwise, like people just openly carrying guns, or at least that's what I've read. Um, but yeah, you don't see black people with guns and it being a positive thing ever, or at least that's not what society's gonna allow for us to do. But there are people out there doing it and doing it very well. Um, hey, LL Cool J, sorry. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's what that head went. <laughs> um, I was like, I'm not the only one thinking about this right now. And when I had looked this up back in June, because that's when I had became obsessed with it, I found the National African American Gun Association. Um, and they are not everywhere, but they're in several states. Of course, they're in Georgia. Um, but, you know, sadly, I haven't found my people in Oregon. Um, but there's no chapters yet. But if I'm interested in starting a chapter, I should contact them at chapters at naaga.co. Anyhow, um, <laughs> the point being, there are groups of Black people, like, you know, because the NRA is, of course, the largest in the United States and you hear NRA and for me I always thought of angry white man waving a gun. I um, still do, not gonna and lie. There are lots of them. <laughs> um and because people own guns for different reasons and I don't think everyone that owns a gun should own a gun. My beef with the NRA is stemmed from Philando Castile. Yeah, yeah. Because he was one of the victims of police brutality. They shot him. He, when they approached the car, he told them he had a gun mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. they still shot him. He was an, I think he was an NRA member, wasn't he? He was a licensed gun holder. He legally had this gun and they shot him because- I don't know if he was an NRA member. Was he? Yeah, was I don't it? know if he was an NRA member. I know a lot of people kind of like jumped on the, it was his fault bandwagon because he had like, uh, some marijuana in his system, but it's like at the time of the arrest. Did they know that? The, yeah, like the cops. <laughs> right? Like, what that. the hell? Like, did but they like, have an x ray pair yeah. of glasses? <laughs> like, I've seen that on like a lot of gun forums, like when people bring up like justice for, you know, Castle. Uh, yeah, mm -hmm. I don't know how to say his last name, but yeah, Philanda. And then, uh, people bring that up as if that meant something in the time of how it went down. It's like the cop wouldn't know. But they always do that whenever yeah. a black person is shot by anybody. They it's like, oh, but he was wearing red and he mm. should have been wearing blue that day. Or maybe actually those are gang colors. Maybe those, not those colors. <laughs> he was wearing pink when he should have been wearing purple. Like, he he you know. jaywalked in 74, so. <laughs> exactly. So he did not actually, so speaking of the NRA, there's this dude, his name is Coleon Noir. And he is as, at least this article I'm looking at by The Guardian. Oh, bless how The Guardian is no longer. Is he the bald anyway. dude that's like no, their no, rep? He's he definitely got, he's definitely, he got like a one and a half or like a two all around. Like a one all around. For the people in the back, you need to explain uh, what that means. You know how... Mm, uh, it's a Caesar, pretty much. It's a Caesar. There you go. He got a Caesar. If you don't know what a Caesar is, you need to explain what that means. <laughs> the side eye. I'm giving the microphone right now. It's a low it's, cut. It's a hair. It's a haircut. It's the it's uh, length <laughs> of the hair. So not as low as like when your white boys go to the army and they get like a buzz cut. 
That's so relatable. That's a good one. That's I'm good. saying, well, if these people don't know what a two and three is, then they'll know like <laughs> movies. You're just shouting out numbers. Nobody knows you're talking about a haircut. That's what my point is. Some people do. Some people do. I knew yes. she was talking about a haircut. But but the people that but you ain't in the back. That's you're not in the back. <laughs> you ain't in the back. You ain't in the back of the room where they don't know what's going on. Well, continuing on, Coleon Noir, who is not bald. <laughs> um and as per this article I'm reading from The Guardian, they refer to him as a prominent black NRA defender. Um, he criticized the ruling in Philando Castillo's case. I believe that's how he pronounced his last name. Um, and he said, yeah, Coleon Noir says Friday's ruling that police officer Geronimo Yanez would not be convicted in the death of Castillo was, quote, just wrong and covert racism is a real thing, end quote. And that's real. Mind you, this dude, Coleon Noir, hashtag pew pew life. Um, he that is really one of hashtag. That's real. Really yes, that's, that's real. real. And he even got a hat. His shirts I, are dope. His Aisha, shirts are mad dope. You might need to get a shirt. For hashtag real. pew pew life. Yes, I want the shirt too. No, it's a dope shirt. Yeah, it sounds so awesome. It is. It's the greatest thing. Um, I would wear it, but my coworkers would look at me funny. Anyway, you can get the tick shirts. The the female firearm instructor, not a victim. I like those too. Oh, wait. she just came we out with talk, hoodies. We gotta talk about her. We gotta talk about her. Um, yeah. But yeah, this dude Coleon, he's he lives in Texas right now, I believe. Yeah. Um, and he's definitely he's very well versed when it comes to guns. He is. I'm gonna call him an NRA ambassador. I'm pretty sure they're throwing money at him because he is on NRA TV and things of that sort. But and it, it kind of makes me think of him being the token black dude in the NRA, but he is definitely making use of that platform in a great way, in my opinion, from what I've seen of his body of work, in that he is informing people about, you know, safety and the different kinds of guns out there. And, you know, he even has a sense of humor about guns. Guns aren't funny, but, you know, whatever. Um, and definitely someone to look at in the gun community, if you will, if you're looking to see or hear about it from a positive or a pro-gun perspective. But homegirl, what it, what's her name, Will? I just know her nickname is Tig. I don't know her full name, but she calls herself the trigger happy panda firearm instructor. She is life. Marcelle Tig yeah. Washington. Yeah. And she's a firearms instructor. And she is a former army, I believe. Yeah. And she, yeah, she has that really cool shirt that says, not a victim, but she's a firearms instructor. So she's not just talking about it. She's putting guns, <laughs> she's putting guns in people's hands. That sounds crazy. Um, but she is teaching people how to properly arm themselves and safely how to do that. Um, she was a uh, domestic abuse and sexual assault survivor, and then she was like, "No, nah, I needed to have like more women like being control of their own." Oh, I didn't yeah. know that about her. Wow. Yeah. So she wow. like completely flipped the script. That's what that like mm -hmm. whole thing is about. I think it's awesome. Like she she held some classes in Georgia. Like I probably, know. They usually oh, like, that's the lady that travels around. Yeah. 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 Okay. I've she ain't coming to Oregon. Instagrams. Yeah. She ain't coming to Oregon. She's gonna be in Atlanta on December 10th from 10 to 12. Aisha, just saying. I'm in Marietta, gonna, I don't. I don't know that I, I will be in attendance this time around. Oh, all right. Don't you laugh at me, William Lloyd. 
There's also a class on November 12th. That's Saturday. That's Sunday. I'm just saying. All right. So, um, Laura, what would you take away from this conversation? Like, if you had to put guns in a wrap it up box or a conversation about guns in a wrap it up box? That sounds like you're going to put a gun in a condom. But anyhow, <laughs> um, that's not what I was thinking. <laughs> but okay. Let's wrap it up. Um, I would say, like, Anything that you're afraid of, learn why you're afraid of it. If it's because you're not familiar with it or because your environment has taught you to be afraid of it, or rather media, not your environment, but your, the media has taught you to be afraid of it, then question it. I feel like everybody should question everything. Um, certainly, I'm not trying to convince people to go out there and buy guns. I don't think everyone should own a gun, but I do think we should be more open-minded about guns and who owns them. And the fact that regardless of whether or not it's my second amendment right to own a gun, it wasn't always because of the way my skin color is set up. So that alone does not make me feel like I should in fact be allowed to own a gun. The constitution wasn't written for me. Um, mm -hmm. You but was I only defense of a person. You know, so I could, <laughs> me and Aisha together, we still wouldn't have been able to get a gun. Mass up? No, all right, moving on. Um, <laughs> Laura. Oh, wait, I'm, I'm still in my wrap it up box. I'm still in my box. Um, <laughs> I would say if you're interested in learning more about guns, the internet is your friend. But with that said, we'll certainly point you in the direction of some valid resources that you should be looking into because there are some people out there that really shouldn't even be touching guns or talking about guns. No, no, Please don't go to Walmart no. to go buy a gun. Those ain't the kinds of guns you want. Um, but anyhow, I have, Laura, I would like to buy a rifle. <laughs> <laughs> and if you guys have questions, pro, or if you are pro-gun, if you are anti-gun, whatever, slide in our DMs. Let's talk about it because we know right now this is a very one-sided conversation and we want to hear about what your feelings are. We know about the massacres that occur in this country as a result to the wrong so people having, right? Um, you know, Jeez. the wrong people having guns, but just eliminating all the guns from our world is not gonna make that stuff stop. Because if a bad person wants to do bad things, they're gonna figure out how to get that bad thing that, to get done. Yeah, it's yeah. not, I mean, in this country, sometimes it is somehow, but it doesn't seem to be the people that are legally owning the guns that are doing all the things. Mm -hmm. Oh no! Well, technically, the person who did the nah, thing—these dude, you know, dudes been getting their guns legally. They just yeah, they've oh, been no, they just shooter shouldn't dude. have it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they just should not have been allowed yeah. to own them because like, they had things in their past that should have dis disqualified them from you know being able to get a gun. There's a certain mentality that you should have, like one should possess in order to own a firearms, and it's like there's no litmus test to like filter those people out right now it's just you were born in america great you can get a gun like there's nothing to stop people from well, really technically there is but it you know because you have to pass that background check yeah what if i want my rifle at walmart well that one don't count that the one background one... check is not enough like and there literally needs to be something like to to like questions people like mental state whether or not they can like 
possess a firearm because like even like fine even people that don't have anything really going with them like psychologically like certain people just don't make the right decisions like you shouldn't bring a gun into a, a bar because you conceal carry because like that's bringing a, yeah, that's a firearm just, oh, into yeah. a place where people are drinking alcohol gonna, yeah, yeah this is just like, not gonna work out why as a responsible you know, i'm not doing air quotes right now gun owner are you bringing your firearm into a bar and like that's like that when that story happened to the white guy that that killed the black guy in the bar and the cops came or something like they were fighting and the cops oh, yeah, shot and then they shot the yeah. black dude i was like how did that diffuse yeah. the situation yeah. like yeah. why was like if you're a responsible gun owner like you should not be bringing your gun into certain environments and i know like people are gonna be like well you know that's the whole point of being concealed is like i don't know when stuff is going to happen but like you are still bringing like a deadly weapon into a, mm -hmm. an area where people's morales and like just logical thinking is like greatly altered so like that as a responsible gun owner you should say i'm going to Take the L on this drink tonight and just turn around and not. If you really want to hold your gun that bad, yeah, yeah. <laughs> go, you know, home like, go home and play. People just don't make don't good decisions. Well, clean it. <laughs> yeah, people don't really make great decisions when it comes to like, I have a gun. Like, great, it's great, fine. You know, good that you own a gun. Good for you. But there needs to be some. I don't like. I don't know the answer to that, but there needs to be some type of system to. Is that you said? While you were talking, Will, I put a Pro Mag Archangel Precision Stock Remington 700 bed block in my cart from Walmart that they are willing to ship to me today. Free Stop. shipping for two ninety and ninety nine cents. I yeah. lied to you not. You can buy this, it on the internet. You can buy guns on the internet. The only thing you, but the this, only thing you need to like have like so the the wait, actual wait, can serial you buy ammo? number. Can you buy ammo? I get ammo online all the time. Oh my That's God. where it's cheapest, of course. Yeah. So, like, the only real alarms are for um, the serialized part of the firearm, which if you're buying a long gun, like the lethal, deadly AR-15 that everyone loves talking about right now, it, this, the lower, is the only thing that's serialized. So I currently have a Geisley, uh modular rail that I want to get. And pretty much the gas tube and all, everything else for the upper, you, I can have that sent to my door. And that's mm -hmm. fine. Mm -hmm. But the lower is the only thing that the federal government is concerned with. Because to them, that's the actual firearm. Because it holds the actual trigger and, you know, the, the handle where you would hold on to it. So to them, that's the only part of the gun. Same thing with a handgun. Like for modular style handguns, they really only care about the lower like not the slide or any other stuff. Essentially, you can only get, they only care about one part of the gun. Yeah. So the background uh -huh. check is only for that one part. Yeah. Because you can buy the other stuff regardless of who you are. Although yeah. with that said, if you go to like, for example, when I, when we go to Dick's to buy guns, <laughs> that's a silly name. Um, <laughs> I do have guns to at Dick's? Yeah, you it's a get, uh, good store. You can probably get anything. That's hunting we, guns. We've gotten our ammo from there, and they they asked two questions. If I'm 18 and I have to show my ID, and they <clears> also <throat> ask if you're a US citizen, which, I mean, like how do I verify in that moment that I'm a US citizen? 
You don't have to show them a license or a passport or a... I can show you a license, my my license. That doesn't prove that I'm yeah, a your license. That just means you have a driver's here. license. <laughs> that, just, that just says I have a driver's license. Yeah. But am I going to walk around my birth certificate? So, like, I could be straight up lying. Um, so I do wonder how they exploit that question if, like, the wrong person, wa- like, the wrong person in their eyes comes in. But anyhow, that, yeah, like, you can buy, it's, a, it's intended for recreation, Aisha. So... Of course I can buy one. Mm -hmm. Mm. But you can't kill people with those guns. What? (laughs) I I am being sarcastic. It took me a second. It took me a second. My bad. My bad. Well, you know how many times people be going hunting and like they shoot their own friends, which I do not understand. Everything about like owning a gun responsibly or just like gun safety. Mm -hmm. How are you? shooting the people that you went hunting with like how is that happening like that's like, one of the first things like i learned so far i've been learning most of my gun safety from some informed people on the interwebs and my my boo and he was you know the first gun i shot was one that he was in possession of um and yeah it was all about you know make sure your fingers never on the trigger and all that jazz like safety 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 like you hear about how kids accidentally shoot their friends Mm because some of these um triggers are very light it takes nothing nothing to actuate that trigger whereas there are others that it's considered a safety feature where you you have to be real intentional to pull that trigger and actually get the um you know a bullet to actually come out of the gun um but the point is if a kid is has access to a gun, that it's of course not the kid's fault. It is the adult who is responsible for that gun's fault. And I know plenty of folks that are um, law enforcement that own guns and have children. And you know, you do things the right way. You have it in a lockbox and all that stuff. They have a lockbox in their car. They have a lockbox in the house because if they do go into a bar, they're going to leave their gun in the car. Which that's a whole nother thing. But yeah. Depends um, on your state and all that nonsense. Exactly, because it is definitely a state by state. All right. Are you so, sure going to buy a gun? Wrapping it up. So here's my deal. I have no desire to own a gun. Apparently, my oh. husband wants multiple guns. That's a conversation we go have later. I look but... forward to visiting you in your gun lair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gun I'm lair. Yeah. The AR. Mm-hmm. Okay. Laura, I'm I hear that. The AR. All right. If you, that that's a that's an assault rifle, is it not? <laughs> yeah. What's the problem? Mm. Yeah, we're going to have to talk about that. Either way, um, I do believe that every black man and woman should get a gun license if for no other reason than to do something about this gun control thing. I think if black people all signed up for gun licenses, we'd have gun control. I really do. I think they would regulate the mess out of us because that's what they do. That's what they do best. But um, it wouldn't really do anything because it I would just like would do stuff for there. us. It would just yeah. make it harder for more black people to get guns. It wouldn't stop white people who do majority of the crimes when it comes to these terrible mass murdering mm-hmm. to like not have guns. It would you just think they a- would just write black people in the laws and like I mean how, how, how have they been doing it so far? It's I not <laughs> it's not as on the nose, but they've been pretty, they pretty good me. about it. Yeah. They so yeah. it's like and not to discourage, yeah, not to discourage black people from getting a license, but like get it, especially if you intend to use it. Like yeah. don't just don't be Laura. Don't get a permit and don't 
actually see when you're going to get a license. Like, don't, oh wait, and by permit, I meant like driving permit. I've had like three per- driving permits in my whole life. So <laughs> I'm just saying. Too. Full <laughs> disclosure, I bought this girl. I know you're a woman. <laughs> no, no. I know you're a woman, but I bought this girl driving lessons for her birthday like four years ago. <laughs> I Maybe five. I still have the group on. Maybe five. <laughs> Wow. No license, still. The value never expires. <laughs> well, you need to take your behind back to the Bronx and learn yeah. how to drive. <laughs> All right, so I think that covers that. If you have any more questions about our thoughts on guns, um, or if you want to share your relationship with guns with us as we shared ours with you, please do that on Twitter or Facebook at Fix It Black Jesus. Um, and if you would like to follow Will, you can do that by following him at Bossmeem, B-O-S-S-M-E-E-M. Or Instagram or slide in our email, fixitblackjesus at gmail.com. And just write relationship with guns. Or we're probably going to flag guns. our email like the NRA is going to find, not the NRA, what's those people that's always Laura, the same we've already person? established the NRAs and listening to our conversations. Since not the NRA, that's the wrong one. Those are the gun people. Oh, not the NRA. Who is that? The NSA. That's NSA. There we go. go. The NSA. They've been listening to all my conversations. They know everything about us. I was so lost there. <laughs> like, why is that in our <laughs> Leave me be all these acronyms. All these acronyms. And just, of course, and maybe we should have said this at the start, but I mean, I feel like this is self-explanatory. It's obvious. We by no means pretend to know everything. We Not share what we know. And when we know better, we will do better. And we will share it with you as well. We just share from where we know. And we want to learn more. Um, so, you know, we'll continue seeking out information. Fixitblackjesus.com. All right. So, so now. <laughs> I'm going to skip right on over 45 because I just, I don't, I can't. Um, but isn't it relevant? It is yes. relevant. Okay, I'm going to hit you with this quote. Trump said hundreds more would have died in Texas if gun laws were tougher and another man using his own gun hadn't been able to neutralize the, sh- the shooter. Paul Ryan suggested that prayer works as an effective form of gun control. No. So we will link that article if you care to investigate that no. topic. I personally am going to move on with my life because they're both fools and we know this. Somehow they're fools that are in charge of something. In charge of a lot of things, actually. But wait, but he, but like he contradicted himself in his own statement. Look, because <laughs> what are you expecting from forty five? More? You're expecting more I from know, this man? I I know, I know. Moving oh. on to fix it, Black Jesus. Add that to it, but yes. <laughs> oh, Lord. So I'm gonna start with this racist nursing guy. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um. So. This book company, Pearson, who actually has made quite a few textbooks that I've used in my lifetime, same, has issued an apology because they had to issue an apology for publishing racist theories about treating pain in a nursing textbook. How so, old is for, the textbook? Um, that I don't know. Um, I'll see if I can find it. It looks like it's pretty recent, though. Um, But, for example, Jews may be vocal and demanding of assistance. (laughs) Or, 
Asians, Chinese clients may not ask for medication because they do not want to take the nurse away from more from a more important task. Or Arabs slash Muslims, pain is considered a test of faith. Therefore, Muslim clients must endure pain as a sign of faith in return for forgiveness and mercy. However, Muslims must seek pain relief when necessary because needless pain and suffering are frowned upon. So this isn't a nursing textbook. They are teaching this mm -hmm. as actual education for actual healthcare professionals. My favorite one, oh, you if favorite. you will, Hispanics. They vary widely in their expression of pain. Some are stoic and some are expressive. What are you uh, saying? What are you saying? You're saying that you need to issue an apology because this is foolery. And it's racist. Oh, wait, but there was one about the black people that was straight bananas about like being oh, oh blacks. Blacks, oh, blacks often report often higher, higher pain intensity than other cultures. Like they believe what? suffering and pain are inevitable. Those like, those blacks. <laughs> those dang blacks, them. I cannot. Okay. So fix it, black Jesus. Please. Please fix it. Um, and then my other fix it. Okay, so this one is just nasty. Like, oh it's no, just, no, 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 ew, 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 no, it's no, just no, nasty. No, like, no, I don't, no, I don't like, like, I just the words I'm looking oh. for them oh. and oh. I cannot find them. So, oh. this girl or this black woman had a roommate, a college roommate, who decided that she didn't a like white woman. A white woman who decided she didn't want this black woman or this black lady in in her dorm room anymore, and so she decided to sabotage her, and she did so by oh so gross. She put like moldy stuff in her skincare products, like in her face lotion. She like was rubbing used tampons on, <laughs> and this was discovered because she was putting it on her social media page, right? Yeah, like, on her backpack, like she, she just did a whole bunch of nasty, just nasty stuff, just nasty. Like there's no other word, and I'm like mm. cringing as I'm thinking about it again. But the, it's, but the woman who did these bad things, she was putting it she was, on Facebook. She was proud. Yeah, she was like, I finally got rid of the, was it something princess? Oh, I didn't read it. Mm -mm. That was the headline was enough for me. Oh, so gross. Jamaican Barbie, that's what it was. I can finally say goodbye to Jamaican Barbie. So she put moldy clam dip in her lotions, rubbed, used tampons on her backpack, put her toothbrush where the sun don't shine, y'all. She put this girl's toothbrush up her coochie. All right, so again, fix it, Black Jesus. Let's move on, let's move on. I was the first time we ever said coochie on this. This is why I have trust issues. You have is, wait, 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 wait. You are that concerned that someone might put their tooth, your toothbrush in there. Well, I don't trust nobody with nothing, okay? Okay. Because there are people in the world who think that is okay. Fair enough. On the I'm going to put this on out the in the world. If you don't like me and you don't want me somewhere, and this is this is my take on most Lifetime movies as well. You ain't got to kill me. You ain't got to put no mold in my lotion. Just tell me to go. William, I don't know if you're still listening, but if, if you get sick of me one day, just be like, baby, I don't love you no more. <laughs> I don't love you no more. <laughs> this ain't working out. You ain't, I've, I've seen enough Lifetime movies to know I don't need that, okay? I'll just wow. walk away. I'll just wow. walk away. Yeah, just, wow. Oh, you still there? <sighs> I was listening, but I will not be doing that. 
not be taking that road. You gonna take the high road instead? Just say, baby, I don't want to do this no more. Just that's all you gotta yeah. do. <laughs> I love myself too much to take that option. So I'm glad to hear. It. I'm glad to hear it. I will. I reciprocate. I reciprocate. <laughs> all right, black creatives. So I was going down a Facebook video rabbit hole. I don't remember what I was actually looking at, but the next video that just popped up on its own was called Black Girl in a Big Dress. And it's a series, apparently. And it's about this black girl who is into Victorian cosplay. Ooh. It's really random and it's really good because it does a really good job of- Wait, does she wear white face? No, not at all. She has just, her, it looks like she's got her natural hair and she just puts on these, this Victorian dress and like does this cosplay and it's got a crush on another Victorian cosplayer or whatever. But it does a really good job of, um, I guess, normalizing the idea that black people can like whatever they like. Like she has a cousin who's mm-hmm. also a main character who is constantly judging her for the things that she's into. Like mm-hmm. she'll be like, black people don't do this. And she'll be like, I'm black and I do this. Like kind of just reinforcing that your stereotypes do not dictate all black people. Um, So I can really relate to that, even though I'm not super into cosplay, nor do I care for Victorian cosplay, but I get that. I get that girl, do you? Somewhat related note, but not really. I have been watching, I've been rewatching all of Dragon Ball as of late. Okay, cosplay, Um, I get that, I get that. So so I've been, yo, if y'all just need some light in your life, Y'all need to watch Dragon Ball. Goku is here for you, okay? okay. Goku is here for you. That Goku sounds like it should be on a shirt. <laughs> Y'all need to watch Dragon Ball in your life. Get okay. some Dragon Ball in your life. All right, moving on. Also, in <laughs> in Black Creatives, I'm just going to say these words, and y'all can run with it. Y'all can Google it. We'll leave a link. I'm not going to say no more. Man's not hot. That's it. Moving on. How are you gonna leave people like that? No, no, we can't I, do that. No, I we can't talk are, about no, it. We're we in talk a about we, man's not hot. Just Aisha, know that he's not hot and he's wearing his coat all the time. Okay. Aisha, our one of our taglines is that we're here for the people in the back. You just put a whole bunch of people in the back by that. Oh, but I want them to Google it because I, I can't. So you giving people homework now? I'm giving people homework because I can't explain man's not hot. You just gotta watch. You just gotta, you gotta see it for yourself to understand Maybe and appreciate. Maybe we'll eventually put it on our social media. We will. I think we okay. should do that. We will help it. We will help it be easily found. I, I. So in Black Creatives, this happened mm, a maybe a couple weeks ago. ago. Yeah. Solange was on the cover of oh, what's the name of this flipping magazine? Um, Evening Standard is in mm. the magazine. Right, right, right. And she had um, reached out to, oh, dang, I'm so sorry, but a woman who does an exquisite job of making sculptures, if you will, with hair, um, as in she braids hair ever so beautifully. And she Solange's hairstyle was one where, picture this, she had cornrows, but then she had a hoop made of hair sort of like a halo, but it was, um, it's called Orion's Rise is what it was inspired by. But imagine like a faux halo. Oh, like white Jesus has, you know how white Jesus and white Mary Mm -hmm. and like they have the little Mm -hmm. fake halo, but it was made of hair. And so she, they took a photo of her 
and then they snipped they or not snipped it, but they um they just photoshopped, photoshopped right on out. They photoshopped it right on out and put a picture right on the exactly cornrows on the cover of the magazine. And so the Solange was like, um, and uh, she's like, don't touch my hair. Hello, that is a song. Hashtag, um, what is it? D. DTMH. Whatever, whatever the letters. Yeah, DTMH. Don't touch my hair. And that's all she did. Mm-hmm. She posted it on her Whatcha Who's It on her social media on Instagram. Was like, and DTMH, they took it down and then they Sandy. apologized. I'm like, what the French toast? Nah. And mm-hmm. on a related note, when I got, since I already spoke about getting my permit in Oregon, bus how? When I got my uh, my permit, I had my little my fro in the picture. Why did Oregon cut my fro? No, they did not. Yes, they did. No, they did not. If you would like to see a photograph of this, did follow my social media. Oh, it's very syllabus. I apologize. Lalita Dynamite. It's the way it sounds. Good luck. Anyway, because <laughs> I have, I posted it on there. It's like a year and a half ago. I don't post that often, so you don't have to scroll that back that far back. But the point being, they cut the top of my fro. Disrespectful. <laughs> That's not okay. Go. Not okay. DTMH Oregon DMV DTMH. All right. Anyway, um, my uh oh. But on a more uplifting, in a more uplifting way, I would like to talk about what you've probably all already watched. But the trailer mm. for Black Panther. Yes, Lord. I am here for it. Okay, you gonna beat up your microphone? You, you, you clapping? Oh, you beating, I can't tell. I can't tell what's I'm going bad. on. Here. I was, I was, I, I was in fact expressing myself mm. by clapping. Oh no, I was uh, I was hitting my laptop <laughs> with excitement. Oh, okay. My apologies. Um the point being, if you have not already watched the trailer, watch this Do trailer. It. Anytime you feel like withering in your blackness, if you need to feel prouder and blacker, watch this trailer. Just watch this trailer. It's going to make you feel so excited. And the fact that this is going to be in theaters for little black girls and little black boys to be able to see in their lifetime, where I wish I could say something like that about my own lifetime. But now, in this day and age, it's going to happen where a mass, a large studio, Disney, I think, owns Marvel, is, in fact, going to put this on the big screen. And it is incredible. And the cast is blackety-black and beautiful as hell. So, you know, this reminded me of something that's, Probably more of a fix at Black Jesus, but I'm gonna pretend it's a Black creatives. Okay. So you know, there's been all of this Hollywood nonsense—not nonsense—but they finally are outing the people that have been messing with women in Hollywood for years and years and years. Harvey Weinstein, yeah. one of them, and Lapita yeah. wrote um, an article for Lenny Letters. I had that, to read that. Oh. Um, the thing from uh, what's her face, the girls' lady. What's her name? Oh, uh, Lena Dunham. Lena Dunham. Yeah. I don't like her. I don't like her either. But Lapita wrote. Um, an article for Lenny Letters and mm-hmm. talked about her encounter with Harvey Weinstein and how she um, experienced inappropriate conduct. She from touched him. him? I mean, he touched her? He made advances that she was not comfortable with mm. and offered to give her a massage. And she, wow. in turn, was like, wow. I need to take control of the situation, offered to give him a massage instead. Um, and this was after wow. he invited her to a private screening in his house and then escorted her out of that room that was soundproof for whatever reason. So nobody was there with her when oh she, she was in this room with him alone and mm-hmm. he was trying to give her a massage and she was like, no, uh, I'm gonna give you a massage because that's something we do in theater school and that's how she justified it to herself or whatever. Either way, Lupita shared her story. That's the point. 
Wow. Now, about 50, 11 women done come out and said mm-hmm. Harvey Weinstein has been inappropriate with them. And she is the only one that he publicly said anything about. What did he say? That is not exactly what happened. <laughs> Those were his words. Pretty much. Good job. That's Good pretty job. much what he said. He was like, that is not how the story, he was basically saying that wow. her story is not the way that it went. And it's like, okay, so you let all So that's the one. That's the, the, that's the, the one. quote unquote mildest of the stories, if you will, not to discredit or anybody, like the, anyone, yeah. or to even say that that was appropriate or justify his ac- actions by any means. No, none of that stuff. The point being, that's what he decides to speak upon. That's what not. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. All right. I know we ain't. Nah, I got to do it. Plus, how there is a Harriet Tubman gun club in New Jersey. That's all I got to say about that. There's a Harriet Tubman gun club. If you want to learn about the gun clubs in your city or state, hit up naaga.com. Wait, it's called the Harriet Tubman yes! gun club? Yes. Yes. They also have the Nubian Warriors Gun Club of South oh. Jersey. They have the uh, Zulu Shooters Club. The Black Bottom Gun Club. The Oh, they, there are some real good names. You, you know we got to be extra. So... Yeah, yeah. So, real extra. <laughs> but Harriet Tubman real with the gun, though, I've seen a photograph of that. I do want that on a shirt. That's real. Which, you know, reminds me that y'all just need to rewatch that drunk history clip because there's never a bad time for that. It's, it's, <laughs> watch that. Watch that Black Panther screen, uh, not screening, uh, uh, trailer. I'm going to watch that tonight. Both of them. All right. The Black Roots Gun Club. Oh. <clears throat> There's more. I'll, I'll stop though. I'll stop. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I think that'll do it. I think that'll do it for Fix It Black Jesus this week. Do you have anything else you want to add? You did your buzz. How? We got it. We got it all in. Um, yeah. Thank you so much to my husband, William. We'll talk about them guns later. Um, and <laughs> how many you are seeking to acquire in our home. <laughs> You're going to be the safest woman in Atlanta. That's all I'm saying. Or in Am Georgia. I? Am I? The safest. <laughs> the safest. Right. So if you want to talk back to us, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at Fix It Black Jesus or on our website at fixitblackjesus.com or by email at fixitblackjesus at gmail.com. We want to hear from you. Tell us about your relationship with guns or your position on guns or whatever you want to talk about in relation to our episode today. You can if also it makes it on time, we'll read it on the next episode. If you tell us sooner than later. Yeah, we want to hear from you. Tell us your thoughts. We are so sorry that it is taking us over four months to make another episode. No, 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 no. Don't apologize. We told them. Mm. Wait, we didn't tell them? I don't think we did, honey. I don't think we did. No, 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 no. Don't apologize, though. No, no. We thugs. We thugs. Just, mm. yo. I know, my okay. bad. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry it took us so long we're, to make an episode, guys. We're we took not a, sorry. Took <laughs> no, we, it no, took us this long. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But we're back. We're back for our back. For season two, if you will. Season two. We're back. So we hope you will join us. We are really excited about the upcoming topics that we have. Um, and I think that's about it. My name is Aisha McGowan. Oh, and I'm Laura Solis. And, and this, this is Fix It, it Black, Black Jesus. Jesus. Bye. <laughs> Bye, everyone.
I'm like, why she got so quiet all of a sudden? Because <laughs> that's your cue, Lord. <laughs> Damn.